October 9th in the year of our Lord, 2018. Welcome to Jonathan Ramcharan, the podcast. I was just chuckling before this, uh, before I started recording recording here. I was just over at the grocery store picking up some uh, sparkling water, you know, carbonated water with a little bit of a fruit flavor to it. Zero calories, zero sodium, 100% delicious, naturally delicious. And um, there's this hot little piece of ting. Oh, yeah, wind it up, man. These tings be going, every ting be irie. This hot little woman. This, uh, yeah, this leggy little minx. Ah, yeah, she had, she had knee action that make a Nash jealous. Ah, whew. Hot little thing. She had her fucking headphones on trying to pretend like she couldn't see me. Give me a break. Anyways, uh, she snuck up behind me in the fucking uh, checkout. And, um, you know, I was kind of eyeing her up a little bit, right? And uh, I don't know how she felt about it. Who knows what women think about anything? <laughs> Who knows if they even can think? But the point being, I was looking at her, right? I'm, hmm, ah, yeah. Tight little morsel, right? And I was thinking of, like, you know, uh, you know, like a straightforward pickup line. And I was thinking, like, what if I sprung this on her? And be like, look at her, be like, you know, miss, it's going to be a long winter, just like stare at her like inquisitively I don't know it fell flat didn't it that fell flat how about this one I was thinking also um uh what, was that? what else could I have said I was gonna say um excuse me miss are you taking applications I don't have any game or like it's not even like a cute bashful like oh shucks I don't have any game like I just don't care like usually, like usually, women they they like they become obsessed with me. Like Johnny, I love you. Like look, bitch, I'm busy. I'm a fucking comedian. I'm a fucking actor. I'm trying to get this fucking grind on. I don't got time for your petty squabbles, your fucking birthday cards, your fucking hanging out with your friends. I don't got time for that shit, honey. Cause I'm a grinner, I'm a sinner, I'm a lover, and I'm a winner. Getting my loving on the run. Cause I'm a joker, I'm a smoker. I'm a midnight toker. Sure ain't trying to hurt no one. Ooh, ooh. I'm one of those motherfuckers, right? So, like, generally speaking, I don't stress the fucking pickup game so hard. It usually just kind of happens. All of a sudden, I'm like, I'm embroiled in some fucking relationship. You know? <laughs> you never call. You're always busy. <laughs> like, well, how did this even happen? When, when the, calm down there, honey. When, when did we get married? <clears throat> Wilma! <laughs> Anyways, uh, thank you very much for tuning into the podcast. Um, you know, um, I got some lovers, uh, quarrels and demand, quarrels, dilemmas, hopes and dreams in my mind, you know. You know, um, getting ready to start getting out there on the prowl, you know, just taking care of business, getting myself healthy, getting myself going with my career, getting myself on track these past two years. 
If you're new to my podcast, I'm Jonathan James Ramcharan, comedian, actor, alcoholic, temporary laborer. So, you know, I've been kind of busy facilitating all those things, you know, trying to be a performer, trying to be healthy in my recovery, trying to be um, a working person, getting out there, making that buku buku, baby. And I never really had time for, um, you know, the whole uh, female aspect. So, you know, as I'm winding down, winding down 2018 here, you know, looking forward into the new year, I've got to get myself my hands on some fucking um, sweet young ting, right? You know, I want to glom a hold of some fucking tender gams. You know, it's going to be a fucking long winter. So, yes, on the last podcast, um, I was dissing up teachers. Went fucking apeshit on them. You know, they never were there for me. I never learned anything from a teacher. This, that, and the other. Um, You know, the only way I could have ever learned, the only way I could have ever learned anything about life was through alcoholism. That's what I said. I said, um, I'm very grateful for my alcoholism because it taught me like no other thing could have because I was just unteachable. I had a family that was very dysfunctional, so I just wasn't close-knit that way. It wasn't a lovey-dovey household. I just wanted to get the fuck out of there. I was never home. I'd come home drunk, go to bed, smoke pot, like not in the house or anything, but like just, it was a dysfunctional family. I think that paints the picture, right? Single parent, dysfunctional family. Mother had a bunch of different boyfriends. Poor, scroungy, scrummy, crummy fucking existence. It was just a shitty, lackluster environment. There was nothing to really learn. Maybe there was. I guess I did learn things. I mean, I shouldn't paint it with such a broad stroke. But in terms of um, positive life affirmation... There was nothing to be learned, really. I mean, more like what not to do rather than what to do. Um, So yeah, the family was fucking fucked. Teaching, teachers, school, education. mm, I got my high school diploma. I went on to college uh, where I studied performing arts. Got a diploma in theater arts. So, you know, I got my college diploma. I got my high school diploma. I met teachers along the way. Ah. they just kind of rubbed me the wrong way. I wasn't one of those people that, you know, I was very just, you know, just, I don't know, a dysfunctional young man, a distorted young man. I was drinking a lot from my mid-teens. My mid-teens, like when I was 14, I started drinking. And prior to that, I was just a problem child. So yeah, teachers, they could never really reach me. But there were a handful of pretty cool ones. And um, I thought it was kind of a disservice that I did last uh, podcast in case any uh, youngsters, any youngins, any person out there, any teachers, any, um, uh, you know, any people who want to go back for upgrading in their life, you know, uh, continued education, whatever. Um, If they heard the podcast and they heard me say, ah, teachers this, teachers that. Heads down, shut up, let's play 7-Up. Ah, you mangy, lousy, rotten students. Yeah, I'm a teacher. What do you got to know? What do you got to do to be a teacher? Nothing. Yeah, you got to learn a couple things in a book and read this and teach that and blah, 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 blah. Heads down, shut up, let's play 7-Up. And I was like criticizing them for playing heads down, shut up, thumbs up, let's play 7-Up. Like that stupid little game where you put your head on a desk, like you face plant on a desk and you put your arm out on a desk and you stick your thumb up. And then like people have to sneak around and tap your thumb 
and then um, guess who taps your thumb, you know, when they open their eyes, you know, you, you know, like heads down is a, you face plant your head on the desk and you put your thumb up and then like a couple people, like, you know, maybe five people, they mill around the room and they touch a person's hand and then they go and they stand in front of the room and then they go heads up and then you put your head up. And you, then you look at it, then you, if you had your finger touched, this is really creepy. If you had your finger touched, then you have to like guess who touched your finger from the people standing in front of the class. Does that make any sense? I don't know. You might have to go back and rewind that because I'm not going to repeat it. I don't give a fuck. That's what I'm saying. I did not like teachers for that fucking reason. You know, they, they fucking play their little games with you. You know, study this, read that, do this, blah, blah, blah. Walk this way over here. Go home. Come home. Go home. Go to recess, go to fucking gym class, go to math class, calculus, you know, you lousy, rotten, good for nothing. Heads down, shut up, let's play 7-Up. I'm your fucking teacher, substitute teacher. And, like, I hated them. <laughs> so then, like, I fucking bitched and moaned about it last podcast, and I mentioned the heads down, thumbs up, let's play 7-Up gag that they used to fucking spring on us when they were fucking in a pinch to fucking teach something when their curriculum had expired. So... I was really on the warpath. Not really. I just kind of cut them up a bit. But what I'm trying to say is there were some very valuable teachers that I did have. You can get a very great education. I mean, how else are you supposed to learn? <laughs> a good place to learn is get an education. If you, well, you know, in my experience, uh, 32 years on this planet. Well, coming up 32 years on this planet, uh, November 7th. Is my birthday just around the corner, and, uh, you know, my 31-some years on this planet, I've come to learn that if you want to learn something in this lifetime, a good place to start is a good education. Yes, the education system is a rewarding enterprise for any young, studious man or fucking woman out there, transgendered person who wants to go out and fill their head, cram their head with knowledge and uh, experience. I suggest the education system. So, in honor of the education system, in honor of them, I just want to kind of mention a couple teachers that have made an impact in my life over the years. A couple that stand out anyway. Well, back in grade two, I was a strapping young man, all a gob, uh, bright-eyed, bushy-tailed, plump, I was a chubby little kid too. Cute as a button. How old are you in grade two? You're like seven? Yeah, right? Yeah, I'm like seven. Seven-year-old kid. It's like, uh, what year would that have been? 1993, around there. And guess what was my favorite thing in the world? T-U-R-T-L-E power. T-U-R-T-L-E power. Ninja Turtles. So I was like, dope. Yeah. I like Donatello because sometimes he was black. You ever notice that? Sometimes he was like tortoise shell brown. And I'm like, oh yeah, he's a brother. You know, I love Donatello for that reason. You know, I was relatable. <laughs> and he was always, um, you know, eating chicken. <laughs> All the other Ninja Turtles were like going to fucking uh, Pizza Hut. He was going to KFC. I love Donatello. So I love the Ninja Turtles. Splinter, Raphael, Leonardo, Michelangelo, April O'Neil. Remember the movie when um, April O'Neil gets reamed out by her boss? 
Her boss is like some like newspaper mogul, mogul, right? She works at a newspaper. So she goes to her office, right? And the fucking uh, teachers or her officer or sorry, her manager or whatever. I don't know, whatever the fuck her fucking newspaper god was like uh, telling her something, right? She go, He goes, O'Neal, get in here. I don't need some wisecrack news reporter busting my chops. Busting my chops. But, uh, yeah, that was a good movie, Ninja Turtles, the first one. Splinter! Hey, what's a guy gotta do to get some food around here? He wants some food! Bring some food! Leo. 132, 132 and an 8. The tab's 14. You're two minutes late, dude. Ah, come on, I couldn't find the place. Wise men say forgiveness is divine, but never pay full price for late pizza. I gotta get a different delivery route. I gotta do something. So yeah, I love that movie. And uh, anyways, I was telling that to my teacher one day. I'm like, you know, Mrs. L, I love Ninja Turtles. But they always say this thing. They always go, whoa, she's a bodacious babe. What does bodacious mean, Mrs. L? And she looks at me. She goes, well, uh, Jonathan, um... Uh, well, it, it means big-chested. And then she, she juggled her fucking titties in my face. I swear, she like, you know, my, my, even my rhythm is fucked up in telling this story. You know, I could have, you know, I'm getting all anxious. I told it really quickly, but, oh, the hot flash was coming back to me. Mrs. L with those fucking titties. Ooh, she grabbed them and she goes, um, well, bodacious means big-chested. And then she, she just kind of jiggled them in my face. I remember I just, I remember I kind of like drew up a little bit, like, you know, like a little spark went through my spine, and I remember I just looked at her, I was like, oh, that's what it means, huh? And I remember I just, oh, I remember like, I didn't know what it was, but I liked it. I remember like, I remember I just look at her, I'm like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I like it. I like, I, just, you know, you're an innocent kid, no real thought other than, yeah, whatever the hell that was, a Keep doing it. <laughs> Every day in the class, I got the same question. Yes, Jonathan? Uh, yeah, wh what does bodacious mean? For the millionth time, it means big titted. Yeah, Mrs. L. God bless her. And then I had a couple other teachers. I remember I had a, miss, a teacher named Mrs. C, just because I don't want to give away the names. Uh, Miss C, Mrs., Miss C, whatever. One time we were in choir practice, and, uh, you know, I was belting out a couple tombs, right? Gentle Jesus, risen Lord, we come to your table. With our hearts so full of joy, we come to your table. We come, we come, we come, we come to your table. Gentle Jesus, risen Lord. I'm fucking just belting it out, crooning it, right? It was just an excuse to yell and gab, you know? I was a fucking child, right? I was a fucking little spark, I guess, you know? A little hellion. So I'm screaming at the top of my lungs, screaming and singing. And then Mrs. Cardinal. Oh, whoops. Uh-oh. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Her name was Mrs. Cardinal. This is like the only interaction I ever had with her. I don't even know what class she taught or why she was there. Uh, she, maybe she was like a talent scout or something. I don't know what the fuck. But Mrs. Cardinal, she creeps up on me and then she goes, uh, You know, Jonathan, you got a really nice singing voice. 
was like, bitch, please, you're trying to reform me, right? I never trusted a teacher. I'm like, what, you snitch? Huh? You're wearing a wire? Like, I didn't trust it at all. I'm like, what, what, what's she up to? What, 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 what the fuck, you know? What, what? I'm so used to teachers, like, yelling at me. Go to the fucking, get to the back of the classroom. Go to the fucking, they, they like, send you to the clo- coat closet as a fucking punishment. I don't know if you guys remember that. Go to the coat room. They send you to the coat room. Oh, no. They would send me to the coat room, and then, like, I'd eat other people's lunches. I'd go through people's, like, I'd get in trouble. Then I'd get sent to the coat room. And then while I'm in the coat room, I'm going through people's backpacks and I'm eating their lunch. I remember one time I ate uh, this kid named Calvin. He had some Dunkaroos or something, right? So I ate his Dunkaroos when I got sent to the fucking coat room, right? And then at lunchtime, Calvin's like, <laughs> Somebody ate my Dunkaroos! <laughs> I was like, oh, wow, shit, Calvin, I don't know what happened. What? It's a fucking mystery. <laughs> Somebody broke into your fucking backpack and ate your Dunkaroos in the middle of class. Who could it have been? <laughs> All right, but um, so yeah, like back to Mrs. Cardinal. Yeah, when she gave me that compliment, you have such a beautiful singing voice. I was like, what? Crazy bitch. What do you want? You up to something? But that made an impression on me, right? Because like I said, I did not get along with teachers. It was a war. The war of fucking, I guess, 1991. Is that the first year I went to school? Yep. The war of 1991 to... 2006. It was a long fucking war. There were a lot of casualties. And, um, you know, but I remember her, you know. She gave me that little compliment. You got such a great singing voice. I'm like, what? I'm just screaming at the top of my lungs, acting like an asshole. Even then I knew it. I'm like, no, I'm, 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 I'm intentionally trying to be a disturbance. What do you mean I have a nice voice? Oh, yeah, and then there was Mr. F., Mr. F, he had these big-ass thumbs, right? He was our science teacher. I used to, like, look at him when he's, like, talking. He's like... He's, like, talking at the front of the class. I would always, like, get the thought of, like, what if I took a thumbtack and just jammed it right through those fucking floppy thumbs of yours, you goddamn circus clown thumbs, right? I just wanted to fucking stick him with a fucking thumbtack. Mr. Fiella. But why he comes to mind was he's, he was such a nice guy, and he was so, like knowledgeable he knew a lot about um science because he was the science teacher he knew a lot about like uh sports he was a very sporty kind of a guy and he uh he was like the woodworking teacher right the uh what do you call that shit not home ec that's for the ladies um that's for the pigeons i'm talking like manly shit you know when you make a fucking ceramic pot what do you call that shit you know wood class or whatever wood shop class yeah, shop class. He he knew a lot about that. He was like a handyman, right? He had to be with those fucking circus clown thumbs. But like, what I think of him now is like, he was such a cool guy. And now that I'm in a better state of mind in my life, I could have, I look at it like, that was a lost opportunity. I could have learned so much from him. He could have taught me, like, I took shop class for like three years. I didn't learn a damn thing. I didn't do anything in that fucking class other than just, I would like literally just walk around bothering people. I'd like walk up to them while they're like, you know, drilling a hole. <laughs> hey, what's going on? Drilling a hole. <laughs> Jonathan, get the fuck out of here. What are you doing? <laughs> just wanted to see what you're up to. Just wander around, talk to people and shit. So like I could have really learned something in that class, but I, you know, I didn't, didn't really apply myself. He was also the sex ed teacher, oddly enough, Mr. F. And I remember one time he was giving us a little lecture about um, prophylactics. And he's giving us the rundown, you know, 
uh, on, con on condoms and shit, right? And I was just making the man blush. I was putting my hands up, right? I'm like, oh yeah, ribbed condoms, huh? Oh yeah, um, lambskin. Get tough like lambskin. Because I heard that like in a Wu-Tang Clan song. You know, something about lambskin rubbers. ODB said that shit. Come tough like lambskin. And I was like, oh yeah, I know about lambskin rubbers, you know? Those are like, um, like goat-lined rubbers that people used to use back in the day. They used to make condoms out of like, um, they call it like lambskin. I guess out of a lamb stomach lining. They would use, like, they like make a, make a fucking condom out of a, out of a fucking lamb stomach. You know, you, you cut open a lamb, rip their fucking uh, intestines out, and just wrap it around your cack. And then you're good to go, baby. And, uh, yeah. And Mr. Fiella was up there. Oh, shit. See, I keep on dropping names. I was supposed to just say F. Well, anyway, Mr. Fiella, who gives a fuck? Anyways, he was a nice man, and he was up there trying to teach us about sex and shit, and I gave him a hard time. <laughs> so, uh, and those floppy fucking circus finger thumbs. And, um... Oh, yeah. There was just a few teachers, a few good ones. I mean, Mrs. M, Mrs. G, those were my, like, uh, Mrs. M, Mrs. G. They were, like, my teachers in, like, uh, junior high. We did all these interesting little projects, like, uh, little film projects, like, that me and my buddies did back in the day. And uh, they were really fun teachers. I remember Mrs. M, she used to tell us about, uh, she had a boyfriend. <laughs> she was like this, you know, she was like a, I don't know, she was probably like late 30s when she was teaching us, right? Tight little number, right? Little blonde chick. And, but I never looked at her like that. She was more like, uh, that's, that's when a teacher really makes an impression on you when like they become, I don't know, you care about them or you like them. Because usually you just look at them as what they are. Just like, oh, look, there's a talking head. Oh, look, that's a nice piece of ass. But whatever, who gives a fuck? They're a teacher. You're on the wrong team, honey. Get the fuck out of here. Get out of the locker room. You can't play with the big boys. Detention can suck my cock. You think I give a fuck? But like uh, Mrs. M was like, she transcended all that, even though she was a tight little number. You know, she, uh, I didn't look at her that way. She was just like my cool teacher and everybody liked her. We never talked about her like that or anything like that. We, genuine, we genuinely liked her and respected her. That's the thing. We didn't go around and talk like, oh yeah, look at her. What, like, we liked her. She was like, she was a part of us, a part of our class, right? And, um, but she had a boyfriend. I remember she was like in her late 30s when she was teaching us back in grade nine. I'm pretty sure she was like in her late 30s. And she, had, she, was tall, she was telling us how she met this new dude or whatever, right? <laughs> so we're like, oh, yeah, good for you. That's cool. And she's like, he plays. I can't even remember. I can't, was I jealous? I don't know. I remember this for some reason. She, he, she played, he, he played soccer or some bullshit. She was telling us all about him. Then she told us she was going on a date. So then the next day in class, she comes to school. She's wearing the same shit. Her hair is all disheveled and shit. We're like, Mrs. M, how'd the date go last night? Yeah, you, were dribbling, you were dribbling some soccer balls last night, weren't you, honey? Whew. Go outside with the hose and blow the stank off you. <laughs> God bless you, Mrs. M. She was great. And then I had some other great teachers, you know, um... Mr. H, he was my drama teacher, bit of a weirdo, come to think of it, uh, but uh, not in that way, like, you know, like the stereotypical, like, drama student teacher privilege, not like the in the typical drama 
teacher way or whatever, right? Like, he was just a bit of a weirdo and, like, I don't know. He, like, I think he had some drug problems. People say, like, he used to smoke pot and he'd chain smoke cigarettes and shit and he was a little weird and kind of, like, but also a really cool guy, nice-spirited. I had Mr. P. He was uh, my social studies teacher. He was cool. I remember one time uh, he knew I worked at Sears. I had a job as a tailor at Sears. <laughs> I used to like uh, measure people's clothing out for to go out and get hemmed. Like I was a tailor. I'd, I'd pin people's clothing to get like alterations done at Sears. <laughs> and, and fucking, I'd go, to school, I'd go to work with a fucking shirt and tie on. This is grade fucking 11, grade 12 or whatever, right? Fucking ridiculous. Wearing a suit and tie to work and shit. Hemming people's clothing. What in the fuck? How life changes, right? But um, anyways, he knew I worked at Sears, right? One day he comes into class, right? And he goes, hey, Jonathan, uh, you know, uh, what, what size of uh, waist do you think I take? I was just humoring the man, right? He had to be at least a 48 waist, right? And I was like, uh, I don't know, 36 he goes, oh, thank you, thank you. That's nice of you. I'm actually like a 42 or whatever, whatever he said, right? And then he goes, hey, hey, Jonathan, uh, what do you think my inseam is? I was like, I don't know, buddy. I think you have to measure that one yourself. <laughs> he cracked up at that one, right? I ain't going to get in there with a tape measurer and measure where your nuts are. The inseam for all y'all uh, amateur tailors out there, the, MC, the inseam is like the seam that runs on the inside of your leg where the pant is... Uh, Seamed, so to speak, seamlessly, seamlessly speaking. Yeah, and, um, you know, and then I had some great teachers in uh, college. Uh, They just went by their names, so, you know, Tim, Ken, there were some great acting teachers of mine. Tim was kind of funny, you know, he he, big, uh, rotund, bald, elderly man and uh but you know great jovial kind of a guy he would sit in the back of the class he had like a real like jovility joviality to him he passed away unfortunately um back in like uh 2008 2009 somewhere around there he was a very uh talented director artistic director, and, uh, yeah, Tim. And then there was Ken Brown. Why am I dropping names like that? There was Ken. Uh, he was a little spark plug of a man. Uh, yeah. <laughs> He'd, like, lose his temper and throw shit at One time he threw a little chubby at me. You know, like, little chubby? Those little fucking juice boxes? Like, they're like a... They're like a little, um, is that a plane? Look in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. No, it's super cunt. Shut up! Fucking planes. If I was ten years younger, I'd take a flamethrower to this place! Who the hell you think you're talking to? I'm too fucking old, too fucking blind. Fucking airplanes flying overhead. I can't take this shit anymore. So, um... Anyways, Ken, uh, he uh, was a great teacher, but he threw a little chubby water bottle at me once, which I didn't like. I didn't find too uh, too fetching because um, 
you know, I was, we were doing this project where you're like, you're supposed to like, uh, it was like a one man show and uh, one man, one woman show, whatever, calm down. And you got to like write out um, 10 different characters, come up with 10 different characters, 10 different scenarios and like switch between the characters and perform it as like a one man, one woman show. It was called the vocal mask. So I had mine in the bag, you know, I'd worked on it and I felt pretty confident. And uh, we had this, uh, I guess we'd call it like a study class where you would come in and kind of pitch your idea and work it out in front of him if you wanted to, to get some help with, with the project, right? Well, you know, I went and I started doing mine and I felt pretty confident. So I'm like, ah, that's enough. I think I'll stop because I didn't want to go and burn my material, you know? As a comic, even then I knew I was a comic, I guess. Because, like, you don't want to burn your material in front of people and shit, right? So I didn't want to burn my material in front of the class, right? And um, I felt pretty confident. So I'm like, yo, I'll just wait till performance day. But he thought I was bailing on the project. He thought I just gave up mid-performance, right? And then he's like, ah, Jonathan, the theater. And he's like, threw a little fucking chubby water bottle at me. What the fuck? Those airplanes won't fuck off today. Because the theater is a living entity in being, and how dare you turn your back on the theater? What kind of thespian doesn't give it its all on stage? And ha! And crack! And he threw a fucking little chubby water bottle at me. I was like, Psh, fuck you. And I just like left the class. And uh, yeah. But, but God bless him, because then I went and I did the project and I rocked it. And uh, yeah, it was all good. But I learned a lot from him. He kind of, you know, he, he was the one that really put it into our mind to. Um, create our own projects and uh, keep ourselves busy because a lot of times, you know, as the industry is, it's hard to get work. So you got to try to create your own. So he kind of instilled that in me. And, you know, uh, I've tried over the years. I've had a lot of different projects. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really happy that he kind of taught me that. I don't know if uh, I would have thought to have that power as early as I did. And, uh, you know, with all the projects that I tried. So, yeah. And now you know every little thing about the great teachers and mentors of my life. A little chubby bottle. Can't believe that shit, though. He threw a little chubby bottle at me. Like, you know, here we are, like, 13 years removed. And I'm still not over it. Like, he fucking... I'm up there. I'm telling some jokes and shit, right? I'm like, oh, okay, fine. I feel like I got this down. Like, I don't need any more coaching for the day. I'm done. So I stop, and I'm like, okay, I'm done for the day or whatever, right? And he goes, ah, ah, and throws a little fucking chubby water bottle at me. I should have fucking kicked him in the head. He was like five foot tall, right? I could have just walked up and booted him in the head, right? But like, throws a little fucking water chubby bottle at me, and then he threw a chair, and he's fucking, you know, ah, little fucking Tasmanian devil. I'm like, why don't you pipe down, you little fucking thespian, right? Don't come at me with your little fucking chubby water bottles and shit. Get on my fucking nerves. Get my fucking dander up. But anyways, now you know every little thing. Uh, so I love teachers, and they're a fucking worthwhile um, service to humanity. So thank you very much to the teaching community for all that I have garnered from you over the years of your tutelage. Thank you. Thank you for half our teacher. For all you have given to me in the classroom and beyond. Uh, Thank you. Thank you. Marijuana. Marijuana. 
you know, your reefer stick. Uh, you know, you call it whatever you want. Grass, pot, shake, you know, weed, wacky tobacco. I've got a million different names for it. All comes down to one thing, getting goofy. You know, people smoking that fucking hooch. Uh, yeah, that shit's becoming legal in Canada. October 17th. Yeah. October 17th. Legalization of marijuana. Well, as I'm a fucking sober man, uh, I don't know. I've been hearing about that a lot in recovery rooms. I've been going to like, uh, you know, I'm an alcoholic, so I go to recovery meetings. And I hear different alcoholics mention it from time to time. They wonder and they worry, you know, like now that this shit is uh, becoming legal, they wonder if there's a temptation, more of a temptation for the alcoholic to go out and dabble in that. Main thing, though, is um, the world doesn't revolve around any of us. So for some people, the legalization of marijuana is a blessing. They have all sorts of ailments. What in the fuck is going on outside? God, goddamn air show? Fucking... Fucking Amelia Earhart coming home? What the fuck is going on out there? Shut up! Ugh, I haven't heard so much bullshit since the Wright brothers. But, um... This is like, uh, the Wright brothers, did they even have an engine? Or they just like, they made like a, didn't, isn't this, isn't this the first airplane? Like the Wright brothers, they like took a bicycle and like, I don't know, they hooked up a fucking paddle to the, to the chain and then like put some feathers on the end of the paddle. And then when they, when they, when they pedaled, the paddle with the feathers would flap. And then that's how the first plane was invented. The Wright brothers. Isn't that how, isn't that how it happened? Or did I see that on Bugs Bunny? I don't know, but um, <clears throat> finally, fuck. I don't know if you guys could hear that. There was all this overhead fucking airplane banging bullshit. But um, yeah, the main thing about marijuana, though, now that it's becoming legal, as I mentioned, I've, I've been hearing about it in recovery rooms. Some people feel kind of, um, I guess, a little nervous that it's a temptation for a lot of people dealing with substance abuse, alcohol problems. But on the other hand, the world doesn't revolve around any of us. So there's a lot of people that are going to benefit from that. They're going to be able to get um, marijuana that's going to help them with their, let's say they have certain mental anxieties, disorders, um, health issues. Um, I've heard children that have, um, well, I mean, obviously the kids won't smoke weed. They get like CBD oil or whatever, but, um, you know... People with different seizures, seizure problems, different different medical problems. Obviously, they um, they turn to marijuana. It's a it's a it's a very useful resource. So there's that aspect of it. Um, how do I feel about it? Yeah, that's how I feel about it. I feel like there's the positive and the negative. You know it. Like, don't get it twisted, any of y'all youngins out there listening. Marijuana is, it's a, it's a mind-altering substance. That means when you take it, it's going to alter your mind. And when you alter your mind, you change yourself and your relation to time. <laughs> I think uh, George Clinton said that in a Parliament song. <laughs> 
But like, when you change and alter your mind, you know, there's there's consequences. There's consequences and repercussions for your behavior, as my teachers would say. When you alter your mind, like you're playing with a different kettle of fish. Like you're getting intoxicated. You're getting inebriated. You're getting high. Not necessarily stone, but uh, beautiful. <laughs> so yeah, like, don't get it twisted. It's not some harmless thing that oh, everybody smoke. Like no. Though, though, like marijuana is a <clears throat> is a mind altering substance, and it it can it can have its different effects on people, and it can become a gateway drug. Everything's a gateway drug. <clears throat> not everything, but like. Anything that's mood-altering is a gateway. Like, alcohol is a gateway drug. You start drinking, then, like, the first time I ever snorted cocaine was because I was drunk. And I always thought cocaine was kind of fucked because I thought, like, the thing I never liked about cocaine was I, I remember I started, like, I, when I, I remember the first time I was about to try cocaine, I Wikipedia'd it first. I'm like, well, let me go on Wikipedia, see the effects. So I looked up cocaine on Wikipedia, and it said, uh, blah, 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 this, that, and the other, um, increased heart rate, da 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 it really fucked with your nervous system. It really fucked with your heart rate. It fucked with, like, it was a fucking intense-seeming drug, cocaine. And I'm like, hmm, I don't know if I want to do that. I don't, that sounds like a stupid thing to do. Why would I ever snort cocaine? Well, you know, fucking 12-pack of beer, a couple fucking shots of vodka, whatever. Next thing you know, you're snorting coke. So, like, any innocuous thing can lead you into a fucking world of addiction if you're not smart. Same thing with, um, you know, oxycodone and um, all those, um, those um, painkillers. A lot of people, they get back injuries, whatever, they take those, and next thing you know, they're shooting heroin. Explain that. So it's like you've got to be very careful of things because um, they're innocuous. They're seemingly harmless, but they can have um, lasting effects. So coming October 17th, I'm pro-fucking-legalization, but think of the consequences, ladies and gentlemen. Do you want your child smoking marijuana with their goofball friends when they should be fucking playing fucking soccer, doing their fucking times tables, playing heads down, thumbs up, let's play seven up? Would you like them to be fucking smoking the fucking heech? Or would you like them to be fucking, um, you know, being productive in their lives? You tell me this October 17th. Uh, I don't give a shit about the children. But if you're going to go out there and have fun, be safe. God bless October 17th. Be safe. Um, what's going on with me recently uh, in terms of the performing career? Uh, this is a holiday weekend. This is a, coming off the heels of a holiday weekend. Uh, what was it? Uh, Thanksgiving. <laughs> I worked Thanksgiving, too. I'm a custodial janitor, by the way, by the way. Um, I got that new gig through my temporary labor job, and uh, it's a blessing so far. It's pretty dope. We, uh, I get the hours, and uh, that's going to help me parlay that extra funding into promoting my own stand-up comedy rooms. So um, that's just kind of what I've been doing, doing the Lord's work, busting it out, getting those hours in, working. Uh... So yeah, I was going to go take an acting class, but um, that was canceled because of the, the long weekend. So I'm going to be going into an acting class uh, 
this week, this weekend. Um, that's kind of a fun, interesting thing on my path coming up the alley for me here this week. I've been reading a book on philosophy as well. Oh, I'm a philosopher. Learning about philosophy. That's kind of interesting. Um, they ask questions like, does God exist? What's the meaning of art? Do animals have rights? What is good and what is bad? Right and wrong? All that type of things. And in the introduction to philosophy, they, they say a few things. They say, well, you know, people question philosophy as in, well, number one, what has it ever really contributed? What are the actual contributions of philosophy? They does, does it actually even affect anything? Does it do anything? And also, um, we're still concerned with the same questions that um, since the dawn of man, we've been like... Uh, well, I guess since the dawn of man, the first question was like, how do you fuck a dinosaur? That was probably the first question. But since the dawn of man, um, we've been dealing with the same questions, like um, like some of those I mentioned, good versus evil. Um, does God exist? Is the mind separate from the body? Is the conscious separate from the body? Is the body the only vehicle uh, reincarnation, all these different little thoughts. So um, I'm going to be kind of excited to delve into this because, you know, I'm trying to really expand my mind. Um, that's a part of my recovery too, is to keep an open mind. I'm, I'm trying to keep myself open to different ideas and stuff. And, you know, because, you know, it's easy to get into that rut when you're just kind of concerned about the same things all over and over again. Like, I gotta get up, and I gotta tie my shoes, and I gotta make breakfast, and I gotta go to work, and I gotta fuck my girl, and I gotta do... Th well, that'd be a blessing. But, um, and then I gotta do this, and I gotta do that, and blah, blah, blah. You know, it's just like, you become inundated with the fucking minutia of a fucking daily life. So sometimes it's nice to freshen it up with different thoughts and different viewpoints so you know this philosophy book i hope is going to help shake up some uh debris in my brain get me thinking along different channels maybe come up with some different ideas for comedy and just keep inspired baby you know i live a charmed life i gotta keep it charmed baby feed that fucking flame and you know uh that's what i mean because i'm feeling good and I gotta keep trying to keep that going because um, it's easy to fall into a rut. Um, this morning I felt kind of uh, abashed, felt kind of lousy, run down, good for nothing, shiftless. I had this situation when, um, you know, I got off work, like I told you, I work this new job now. I'm too fucking old, too fucking blind. I'm working this job and um, the shift work is um, 11 p.m. till 7 a.m. So, you know, I do my custodial work and um, it's blessed. I get like a two hour break. We just chill out and fucking I go and I write jokes. Sometimes I go to the gym. There's like a gym facility uh, where I work. So I'll just go and I'll fucking do push-ups or sorry, chin-ups, uh, different like uh, ab exercises and shit like that and bench press or whatever. And uh, yeah, so I'm working this grave night shift as a custodian, a custodial worker. 
for the love of comedy. And, uh, but I got off work at like 7 a.m. So like I'm getting off work and I'm just tired. And um, sometimes you get drawn into society, right? I'm walking home and just, I don't know, people sometimes are just too early in the morning. This lady, she bumbles up next to me and she goes, hey, excuse me, uh, do you know where this is? And uh, like she followed, I could, I could tell she was trying to get my attention because she like followed me around a corner. And then she like sped up, sped up to talk to me, right? I'm like, what? I didn't say that, right? But I'm just like, uh, okay, what? And she goes, hey, hey, do you know where this place is? And blah, 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 blah. So then I'm like, oh, God, right? And um, I give her a direction, kind of callously. I just kind of go, uh, yeah, I don't know. I think it's over there. I kind of just shoo her off, right? And I'm like, why am I such an asshole? Like, couldn't I take a moment to speak to that woman? She seemed like a well-to-do lady. She seemed like a decent person. Why did I treat her so flippantly? But then it hit me. I'm like, oh, no, I treat everybody like that. Like, I, I walked past this homeless man this morning, too. Right? I'm like, get the fuck away from me. He's like, sir, sir, uh, you, got a, you got a dollar? You got a... I'm like, get the fuck out of here, right? I just, like, breeze past him, right? So, like, I treat everybody like shit. So, I mean, that's what I mean, where it's like, I, I got to find a way to, like, feel more um, in tuned with who I am and... Uh, not that. I'm just, like, fumbling for words. I'm trying to get to the point of, um, you know, I guess maybe not being so hard on myself when I fall short of my expectations. I'm not a fucking saint, you know? Ask my teacher. It's your old chuckle buddy, guess who? Jonathan James Ramtram, I'm reporting live for duty on this magnificent, uh, what is it? October 9th, 2018. Thank you very much for listening. If you have any questions, queries, or qualms, hit me up. jr.thepodcast at gmail.com. Send me in those motherfucking questions, baby. Till next time, live it, love it, realize it. Jobless, God bless, love you. Love you, me, love you, long time. Bye.